Today's episode is really special to me, um, even more special because it's with my main man, my husband, Craig. And a lot of people have asked about um, his perspective on my withdrawal and my skin disorder. And so we decided to finally sit down and it was a, you know, sort of, I interviewed him and we just had a really nice chat. So, um, hopefully you guys enjoy. Welcome to loving the skin I'm in. I'm your host, Lacey Huff. Let's take a deeper look at the meaning of skin deep, really pulling back the layers to uncover our inner beauty. As someone who went through a debilitating and life-changing skin disorder, I became a wellness advocate to give people the tools to managing your mindset, living through the pain, and truly loving the skin we're in at all stages. Let's dive in through a journey of a thousand layers. So today's episode, I have a really special guest with me, finally, my first guest actually that I get to interview, and it is my husband, Craig Huff, and we're going to talk about what it was like to go through topical steroid withdrawal with me as my spouse and caregiver. And a lot of people have asked me tons of questions about that side of it because I I have someone that was, you know, with me, basically living with me and watching me go through it. So um, I'm going to introduce Craig. Hello, hello. <laughs> and we're recording from our home, obviously, today, and it's um, we've been having really high temperatures it's 111 outside so we're we're here we have fans on but tried to turn them down so you wouldn't hear any of the background noise but I have a list of questions for him and then he will give all of his insight as much as possible um but feel free to reach out with me with questions after the fact if there's you know anything we didn't touch on if you have a spouse or children or parents that are caring for you that have other questions that maybe we don't get a chance to touch on. Um, so again, just to refresh, I am six years beyond um, topical steroid withdrawal now, living a very, very normal life, um, which I'm so grateful for. Um, still very active in the community and helping others go through their process. Um, and also I have come in contact with a lot of caregivers. So um, this is just to help give some more insight and inspiration um, for those going through it or um, thinking about the possibility of going through topical steroid withdrawal. Um, so I'm going to just throw you some questions um and I the first question I have was um what was it like when I first found out that I knew that it was from the steroid use because mm. that was 
the day that I found out from a friend of mine on Facebook, um, for me, it was like, you know, finally an answer. So I was very kind of excited about the answer. And he came from from work and I told him. Um, and probably not knowing, he probably looked at me like, uh, yeah, like, you know, I could have told you that, even though we didn't really know that there was a withdrawal from, from these drugs at that point. Um, but do you remember? Um, I, I don't remember the conversation, uh, but I remember conversations that we've had, uh, that were, uh. Based on, you know, just healthy stuff. I mean, even sunblock and all those things we've always... I remember many times saying to you, you know, well, if I would see you putting stuff on the rashes or whatever that you had. And then I would say, you know, that stuff's like poisonous. I mean, if you if you ate it, it would probably kill you if you ate a bottle of it. And then... But, but you know, that was just the way it was because we, we seemed to uh, do a lot of that stuff back, you know, um, smearing sunblock all over ourselves rather than just leaving the sun and getting a shade we we you know put that the chemical on us and and as a young person you know we don't really worry about that stuff but as you get older and maybe you go through some life experience you come up with ideas that um uh that, that can change your course from using specific things or foods or just you know whatever lifestyle changes all that stuff so i don't remember that i do remember uh you caught you saying to me that you figured it out because we were sort of i mean i remember you just got that shot Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had kind of a hiatus from it. I mean, I, I, what I remember is there was a little bit of it before Cooper got, uh, was, you got pregnant with Cooper and then, you know, obviously your body just, you know, suppressed that and you had a great pregnancy and from, from my perspective. My skin was, was rashed out during the pregnancy. Yeah. But, but not like to the degree. I don't think either of us understood the degree of like when you were excited about finding out the answer, you're like, Yay. But I don't think you realized it was going to be four years of hell or whatever, you know. I mean, it mm-hmm. was just, I don't think the impact, because there, was, there wasn't, maybe there was. Maybe there was a lot of people in this community that knew what was going on, but you and I certainly didn't because we were, I mean, uh, to use it any other way, we were sheltered from this idea that there was any type of consequences to the degree that there is by using that stuff. And maybe not for everybody. Um, some people just internalize it. It doesn't show it on their skin, but then... They have other health issues that are, you know, mysterious and no one can figure out what it is and everything seems to check out and yada, yada, yada. But they're still using this topical steroid cream. And instead of it showing up in their face uh, or their body and their skin, it shows up in other organs inside their body, whether it be immune system or liver or kidneys or something, you know, some type of filter that is filtering out all these metals. Um, I used to say this too was, you know, imagine the first person that was found to be uh, allergic to penicillin after all the great things penicillin had done, it would have been hard to convince, uh, you know, society at that time that penicillin was bad for a specific individual based on the good that it had done worldwide and so forth. So this was sort of the same thing when we said to people, oh, you're doing this. Topical steroids have been used for so long to quote unquote cure people from these horrible rashes rather than maybe just looking at changing what might be causing the, well, the root rashes. cause yeah, the which root is cause, what i yeah. know now what we know now is that most um skin disorders ailments of our bodies there is a root cause it's whether we want to find that root cause or not mm-hmm. or stop doing 
There's certain right. things to, you know, because I think like I can, you were in support of me doing what I was like, a, you know, you weren't telling me like, stop using that stuff, but in a way you were, but then you were giving me the option to like, you know, I continue to use it. And a lot of stuff in our lives have come, you know, full circle where, you know, you mean like where I was telling you don't do it. Yeah. And I was right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So those are. Many, uh, many situations. Very like wise, that. but I'm also yeah. a type of person that needs to find out myself. For sure. And, and you know, I'll tell you, so, uh, you know, I don't know if I've answered your question or not, but I will say, though, that uh, when when we realized what was going on and then you decided to go cold turkey, which was kind of the only way to do it, which, you know, again, is, you know, uh, a strength of yours that you have when it comes to many things where you just decide I'm not going to do this and you just don't do it anymore, where I have a a complex uh um willpower system you know what i mean yes um it only works uh yeah when i run out of things um so and then i don't have it to have anymore right. you know? so if i i'll stop drinking beers when we run out of them and then i'll have to get more so <laughs> well i don't think either of us really knew uh the the going cold turkey yes that's my i'm you know my all or nothing sort of yeah. was that mentality I've I've worked on that mentality so I'm not all or nothing but I don't think either of us really could even understand what the next you know few months were gonna bring and then once though once like we were into it three months in it was sort of like oh, oh okay here we are yeah. and there was no and for me there wasn't any turning back no I don't think there was any turning back but I will say though from the uh you know, spouse's perspective. And, and again, this will change whether, you, you know, the husband's going through this and the wife is there supporting the husband. Then if the wife is going through it and the husband is there supporting it, because I think everybody has a different perspective, different roles they are in their relationship. So I can only speak from the husband's side. And yeah, I had to make sure that I was able to, uh, well, a few things. One is I was able to not sort of look, I say, I told you so, I told you so. I knew that stuff was poison. That wasn't going to help you at all. And I'm sure there's probably moments of that because, you know, I don't know if I handled it all perfectly either. I mean, it was shocking to me too. We are a very uh, affectionate couple. And we're definitely not scared to give each other hugs and kisses and so forth. And that like stopped. I mean, there was just, you know, there was you know kisses to just like sympathy like i'm sorry you're feeling so horrible but there was no there was no uh you know i know i don't i don't well, know there was, was nothing you you could do and that i think from also that male you know husband role you want you want to be the protector and the provider and like there was no there was no i'm gonna fix this for you um and you know, I can specifically remember a few weeks in and I just would burst into my into tears because I knew that I knew that I was doing the right thing, but it was also a really difficult decision to stay in that painful oozing. My legs were freaking swollen and oozing and I was wrapped in gauze and I could barely move and, you know, like... You stunk. I stunk, yeah, because we, you know, have that smell and... Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to get used to, uh, not used to, but it was tough to even just sort of wrap my head around this is what, you know, but the reality was, you know, this is what it was. 
I supported the idea that you getting off that, like how long can you sustain that sort of vicious circle of that? So from my perspective, it was very tough to deal with sort of the, um, I mean, sure, affection, but intimacy, there was no intimacy either. So it was just, these are just reality. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, you know, so there was that. Um, this idea that I, I, I all of a sudden had to do everything, you know, I mean, and I know some people may be feeling like, oh, well, you know, lots of people, no, I don't mean everything. I mean everything. Like there was, you were, I was you know, bedridden, bedridden, basically. And it was just, you know, and, and also at the time, when I was, still I was knee work. deep. Well, we had to because our, our situation was not set up at the time for a two, mm-hmm. we were set up for a two person income. And then I was going back to school and then I left that and then started my new career. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really started the new career long enough to get to a point where I was even making the same amount of money I was before. And so we were struggling. And then all of a sudden this hit and we had a new baby. So it was uh, it was a perfect storm of things, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak, that was just really a, a challenge. Yeah. And and um, also I remember just days laying in bed because, I mean, like as most of you know that you do the – whatever you can, which for me sometimes was walking to the kitchen, maybe making some cereal, baby cereal for Cooper. And we had Maddie at home who was 13 at the time. And she was just like, Oh, okay. She helped, but she was sort of in her, you know, mid, mid, middle of, you know, middle school. And, um, I'd lay in bed and, and Craig would be getting ready for work and basically just standing at the end of the bed like, okay, well, I'm going to like leave for work now and what are you going to be able to do? And, you know, it was just, you know, really tough. So, um, but anyways. Um, well, yeah, what's your next question? Yeah, I was looking on for that. Um, just, you know, did you, I had, I had written down, like, did you believe it? And I think more like once the process was going, like, you know, I mean, I know you supported me, but did you want me to keep going with the natural healing? And like, how did, how did you feel about, you know? Well, I mean, I, you were bad. And I remember a couple of times where I knelt down beside you in the bed and I just, kind of woke you up a little bit and just made sure that you were coherent to, you know, listening to me. And I really needed to, I needed to hear from you that you were telling me that you were okay. Cause you had a lot of edema, a lot of swelling, a lot of pooling of liquids up near your neck. And you were, you know, you didn't even look like the same person. And what I didn't want to have happen was that your strong willpower. I didn't want you to sort of like push the point where like, you know, you didn't know enough to ask for help. So, but. And to that point, like I know my, uh, and I've gotten even more in tune with my own body. I always have felt like, and I, I remember feeling like, no, I'll know. Right. And that's what I wanted to find out. I just wanted to find that out. And then once you had told me that, uh, even though you look like hell, um, I I said, okay, well, as long as she is okay. Because the moment she says, no, I'm feeling like I, this is overwhelming me, uh, which didn't mean you were going to quit the whole time, but maybe you just needed to get some fluids or you, anyway, I would take you to the hospital, but they would have just tried to give you more steroids, which I hear you, but we were, you know, I couldn't lose you. You know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it, there was times when it was like, dude, I don't even know what's going on right now. I mean, this is a little much, yeah. but, but I will say that, uh, I always believed that you knew, uh, this was the right path. 
Um, I knew that you, uh, I knew about withdrawal from, in, from other things. And I grew up, you know, in the, in a household of, of, we didn't use drugs and pills and, you know, we didn't use Tylenol. I was eating granola when people didn't know what granola was. And so I understood that there was going to be a tough, you know, natural medicine always takes longer to do its job. It's just, you don't have a second or third problem after you're done with right. natural medicine. Usually it can help a few things that are going on and not just the topical steroids, but maybe it would help out with other things, you know, uh, your diet, your lifestyle, your mindset, your, your love for yourself. Like there's all these things that'll come along as, as you go through this process, you know, and I, I, I think I remember I told you that it was like, you know, you're going to find out a lot about yourself that have nothing to do with steroids. And, and, and you did. And, uh, you know, in the end, um, you know, I think it's been better for our relationship and so forth. I mean, I think anytime you go through something like Mm -hmm. that with someone, um, you can't, it's like having a kid, you know, you go through that, you have that, but this is, this was like a health scare and a health crisis. I mean, we didn't really know what we were going to do and we didn't know if it was ever, I didn't even know if you were ever going to ever resemble yourself again in a way that you were functional where we could go out and go go places and you know there was a lot um, of unknown that we had we just I mean that that's a testament to the strength of our relationship like uh, unfortunately a lot of times (laughs) a lot of times that you know people are dating someone when they go through this and that just can't you can't yeah unless you're in a release I mean you're dating someone just dump them make it easier (laughs) on them I mean just just move along because I mean it's like come on I mean unless they're 100% committed to it that's fine but if they're not it'll be easier you'll find out you'll just wake up one day come up from a nap from your you know and and they'll be out you know and and, you know they know I'm just saying it's 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 the there's a reality there's a harshness to this that you just can't you can't pretend that it's not as shitty as it is it's it's tough it's really really tough and it was really tough on, on all the kids and, and everybody. But, you know, mainly it was tough on you. I and mean, we all had our problems, but you had the major problems. But I remember running across someone at the hospital um, and talking to them a little bit about it. And they said to me, oh, my gosh, my brother went through that. And they they knew exactly, like, I knew they weren't just saying, oh, mm-hmm. they had a rash. I mean, I understood that they knew. They described it. And I remember her saying to me, I was standing in the hall outside the uh, PBX office. And I remember her saying to me. Um, it's hard to watch. And I remember for the first time, that was sort of like a real moment for me to like, I was like, Jesus, yeah, like that is, this is so hard for me to just watch it. Like, because there's nothing I could do. I Helping you meant just supporting you going through it. Uh, helping didn't mean coming home and fixing stuff, you know, and fixing things. And that's what I do. Um, so yeah, that was really hard. So it was sort of like for the first time, someone kind of made sense of Mm -hmm. how it was for me Mm -hmm. and I don't think you can understate that I mean to be able to sit around and and I'm I'm a fix-it guy for you I mean I think you know there's a lot of men maybe I can only speak to what I relate to is that um you know our wife comes to us as a problem and we give them five solutions to fix it I mean and and sometimes they don't want any of them they just want to talk about it which you know is a whole nother thing but uh, this I couldn't have. There was nothing I could do. There's nothing that I could say, try this, and then you didn't do it. And I could say, keep trying that. I mean, we just, there's nothing. Well, and that speaks to, in another episode, I'll talk because I've had a question about how I went about eating and drinking and my dietary changes. And well, those are all key. Those are all 
Yeah, but I mean, I I've tried I tried many different ones, and and I'd love to share the ones that I actually stuck with that worked for me. Um, Which will work for you, but not necessarily work for yeah. else. It's very individualized. Right. I mean, I, it's so it's specific, and you mm-hmm. kind of have to just be able to like what you did, what I liked, what you did, what all this stuff. Just to touch on really quick, because you just went right back to you know straight basics. The basics. Like, I'm going to start with air, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to add water. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to add avocado, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like very, you know, it gets along with everybody. And then you have to just break it right down. Your favorite foods, maybe your favorite foods, because they're yeah. bad for you. So, well, and I have to say, like, the first six months when I was in, I mean, I was in a lot of pain for over a year. But those first six months where I was, like, trying to figure everything out and, and researching everything, everything on online. And this was all... You know, fairly new, six six over six years ago. Um, you know, I just kept feeling like I just want to eat whatever makes me happy, and I mm-hmm. I'm on board with that. But I think there comes a time, and as anyone following me knows, like I'm a true believer in like just like healthy healing from the inside out, but balance. Like I don't eat super strict now, but I, if I have an issue with my skin now, I go back to basics or an issue with the way that I'm feeling about something, being in tune, knowing yourself, knowing what works. Um, but I always feel like go back to an elimination, um, you know, kind of plan where, um, and I supported that too, because that changed our whole lifestyle and, you know, it changed everything. You know, in our yeah. house, like yeah. everything, you know, yeah. there was a lot more seeds in here. You know what I mean? Seeds, so we had lots yeah. of seeds. Seeds. But, yeah. Veggies. Yeah. Um, so next question, uh, kind of similar to just kind of the thoughts you had at when I was like at three months, six months or 12 months. So like af- after, well, the first, the first year was just pain, painful, I think, to watch, to go through because it was in and out of the bath. It was, should I take a shower? Should I not? I was bathing, coming out of the bath, feeling like I had acid on my skin. And I think there were times that when that was happening, we're like, are you sure? Are you sure you well, should be doing again, this? Again, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I think everybody that's gone through this, some people like to go through uh, where they go through it and they just dehydrate themselves and they they don't you know they they don't shower they don't do any of that stuff and then some people are like they can't handle that but i think through this whole process from the spouse's perspective from my perspective what works in the first six months might not work in the second six months and something that you not wanted to do in the first six months might feel really good in the second six Mm -hmm. months and if you're open to that then what it does is it allows you to sort of experiment to try uh, a variety of things mm-hmm. that can maybe help you feel a little better at periods of time. So yes, exactly. You just wanted to eat whatever made you happy because that's the key. You have to maintain your mindset. And then the the spouse has to also, for me, I had to be able to continue to do things that, that made me feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I couldn't, uh, you know, I couldn't be doing things that... Um, you know, I don't know, like, for, just not, not taking care of myself emotionally and, and, and able to do things the way I wanted to do them um, in amongst doing everything that you needed and, and so forth. But, yeah, I think that makes a big difference. Um, 
Yeah, I think I already kind of covered how you felt towards me using before, but, um, you know, then uh, uh, in year two, I started to, my body started to heal, but I had lost so much weight that, you know, like, Craig's a real advocate for me, like, looking at me and sort of, even just the other day, like, he'll look at the side of my face and be like, yeah, you have a little, like, rash something going on there, and you know, like he looks not in a bad way, but looks me over to make sure I'm I'm doing okay. And you know, I just but, notice things. It's part of yeah, it's part of who you are. Yeah, now. it's not like before you go, oh, you get a rash. Like, yeah. oh, what happened? What happened? Now it's like, oh, you got a rash. So it's just your way of uh, your body. But again, I I think it's uh, yeah. I, I I if I may, um, I think uh, one of the things that gets overlooked, I believe, is the. Uh, the women's uh, hormonal cycle. I think it probably mm-hmm. goes in men too. I think men have a similar uh, um, sort of cycle, if you will, uh, throughout the month. And uh, I think that the impact of that on the skin during normal times when you don't suffer from this and you're just a normal woman, I think all women can relate to the fact that during certain times of your cycle, your skin will be more problematic for you, whether it's more oily, more dry, whatever it is, you get a blemish, you get this, you get that. Well, this process of detoxing yourself and resetting your adrenals and resetting the whole thing aspirates those changes in your cycle more. So I, I began very early remembering, um, looking at how you were the roller coaster ride of through the month where uh, at the beginning of the first year, you could, it was like, it was just all hell. It was just, mm-hmm. there was no like, oh, look, today was a better day. It was just seemed to be not. The second year was where we could start to say, hey, six months ago, you mm-hmm. would have loved to be how you are now, mm-hmm. even though now sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and then three months after that, even then that sucked, you could say, remember, you know, three months ago, you would have loved to yeah. be where you are now. So it was, it, it's the reflection journaling i mean i mean i know this is a lot to to sort of we're bouncing around a bit here but journaling so you can use that as a touchstone to look back and say holy shit six months ago i was doing this and that's not or i couldn't even bend my fingers three weeks ago now i can and and i think if you journal then then your memory in this too gets very convoluted with just pain yeah. and upset and anguish and emotional stuff and and just life in general. Because I mean, you're going through this, but you still have kids. A lot of people are still going to have a, a, you know, some some sort of a life to try and maintain. And so those things get distracted away from the key things you can remember. And it's the details. Like when you look back through and you say, "Oh, I ate this, and I didn't really feel that good afterwards." Maybe that's a trigger food for you in that moment. Now, you may be able to eat strawberries all the time when you're healthy. But when you're not, maybe strawberries are your enemy. Um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. lectins are not good for some people. Maybe they are. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. But you've got to be able to figure that out for yourself. So there's no right. There's no wrong. But the wrong thing is to not try something because you don't think it's right. What do you know? You were putting steroids all over yourself. Mm-hmm. So how the hell do you know anything mm-hmm. about what you're talking about? You, you you know come on I mean you're 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 smearing chemicals on yourself and then you're going to talk about how you don't think like cutting out you know carbohydrates when you're trying to reduce your yeah, you know content dairy, your sugars or your gluten. dairy or the yeah, yeah whatever I mean just stop yeah. with all that that's to me is is uh, counterproductive to the mm-hmm. uh, to the because the goal is to get better mm-hmm. for you and your family. So no matter what, you try whatever you got to try to make it happen. And then, you know, like as I got into year two, 
the breaks would start to happen. Like my skin would clear up a bit and like I would, you know, take 10 steps forward and then 50 steps back. And and well, he, yeah. you would I, look I would at me and just say, be like, ah, I would you know. say even two steps forward and, and once like there was never leaps and bounds. I mean, you just weren't, you weren't actively oozing and, and didn't have where your Michael Jackson gloves all the time. And, and you didn't have your fingers cut out of them. And, you know, there was those, those sort of steps, but you were still skinny, rashed, mm-hmm. flaking, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's all these things. So yes, you would get a little bit better, but then you'd go back. I actually think it was harder for you to go back mm-hmm. than to me. I, I, I don't, I don't remember ever feeling like because you went backwards that it was sort of like, Oh, now you're, now you're way back. Oh, damn it. You know, mm-hmm. it was more about like, Oh, okay, cool. For me, the movement of it was, well, you got better and then you got worse. And it wasn't, you didn't get worse because you, you felt good for one day. And then we went over to Casa Rosa and pounded margaritas and mm-hmm. ate like a bunch of tacos. And it was just because whatever happened, whether it's the, the, through your cycle or through just the natural healing, the peaks and valleys slowly got it. They got, they got a little bit better. So then you'd have a, a relapse. And then even, even like just a couple of years ago, you, or even a year ago, remember you had like, you went through a real um stint where you just you had that thing on your nose and then it that was, like, was not that long ago okay well however long that yeah. was that he was doesn't then. he has a trouble he has trouble with time yeah i do i have trouble like with time. yesterday Thanks. he'll say yeah. yesterday he'll say the other day okay. so yeah. that's for a different podcast <laughs> yeah but uh so yeah so but, the other day yeah six, no i mean ago. i truthfully and but i've told coconut oil i've told several it. people about like i struggled with some rashes um, which I thought were maybe like a fungal thing on my skin up until just a couple months ago. And I, in my mind, and I said, I'm going back to basics. And when I looked up, like, say, yeast overgrowth or fungus on the skin, for me, the one thing I knew was that coconut oil is antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial. You can eat it. You can, it. it's very healing. So... I also started using that little solution of tea tree oil mm. and that I had always been, I'd stayed away from mm-hmm. uh, essential oils on my skin and I still really don't use essential oils on my skin. But, um, so yeah, just, I mean, and another episode is how I've dealt with those reflares and obviously I, I have such a different mindset. I think I had a very powerful, positive mindset before going into this and then it I have just I've grown that a ton through it as well well I also think the mindset is um to be open to anything like to not be stuck in a specific thing like oh no I tried that it's not working well who cares try it again right I mean again I don't want to keep reminding people of this but remember when you had that rash mm-hmm. and it wouldn't go away and you just kept putting mm-hmm. more cream on more it. Okay, cream. so like just mm-hmm. do that, but do it with healthy shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like just remember that mm-hmm. that compulsive power and vigor and passion you had to get rid of the rash that was on yourself. And you'd go to the doctor, you'd make those appointments, and you'd do this, and you'd refill the prescription, you'd mm-hmm. do whatever the hell it was, and you'd go get shots that left dents in your ass. Mm-hmm. All that passion... Put that into just this. That's all it is. Yeah. You just got to put that into this and understand that no one's going to help you. The doctor's just going to want to give you drugs. So you're just going to have to figure it out and rely on old school medicine, old school ways, cleaning yourself out, detoxing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a detox and it's a powerful detox that's going to restart your system 
and it's and it's the detox be a can take long can take a long time and sometimes you need to detox like I did the 28 day cleanses with the medical medium and then I would sort of know when I needed to back off from that and eat a mm-hmm. little bit of meat and Definitely. you know I, I, w- I would I would say that actually I think once you got to the point where you were healed to where you actually could you know like sort of live some type of a normal life um, and 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 then but you continued on that detox and you continued on with that sort of structure that you'd created in your life i think that that's actually the one of the key reasons why you are sort of quote unquote healed at this point um from any scare of being on the edge of uh Mm because you know for a long time you were like we were both like you're right on the edge of either Mm -hmm. like taking a shit and Mm -hmm. like having a scabs all over again or you're going to like continue to heal a little bit, but we, we didn't, you never knew like one week you'd wake up, you're like, Oh my God. And there's a, there's a tremendous amount of PTSD that goes along with it. Cause the worry of all that itching and the scratching and the, and the feeling and the burning. The pain, but yeah. if you stick with it, I think that's the only way to really get past the point of, uh, where you, you feel like you're on the crepitus of a fallback. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would say that, you know, it's a complete lifestyle change. Um, for some, I, I don't think that maybe it was much. You've always been a pretty healthy eater and always sort of had a healthy mindset and healthy lifestyle. But I would say that it's it's gotten, uh, it just became a lot stronger and, and uh, um, more with more purpose. Mm-hmm. I think that would, I mean, you, you really began to have a purpose of this is why I'm doing this. You know, mm-hmm. not just like, oh yeah, I want to be healthy and, you know. Because there were many times that you came to me and said, like, after a year, like, if you want to go and do something different medically, oh yeah, you supported well, because, that because, well, because I was I struggling. Because I saw that, like, it was so, it was such a struggle and there wasn't an, and I just didn't want, I, I wanted to always make sure that I was open, uh, letting you know that I was open to you making the decisions for yourself and not me uh, influencing mm-hmm. you to, because of, you know, my upset or my missing of, you know, old Lacey and... Um, but truth be told, I mean, obviously I've gotten older and we've grown and all that stuff, but I'm not that person anymore like Mm -hmm. I learned so much in that process just about what I will and won't eat or what I will and won't put on my skin and you know I think that that is something so huge that I don't think anybody can fully go through this and not come out the other side and And there's a superficialness to it I just wanted to be wear a bikini again you know like I mean there's just that aspect to it too you know I mean like you know I wasn't I yeah. wasn't, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm 51 yeah. now, but I certainly wasn't, you know, in my mid forties thinking, Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Life's over. You know, I got, uh, you know, this to, yeah. to deal with. From it that can easily feel like that. Um, so for caregivers and spouses going through this, um, like, you know, are there any like final things that you could share that just from their point of view to continue to support, their people, their, you well, know, I mean, uh, it's different being a mother caring for a child going through this. Cause that's like, mm-hmm. that for me is, is, is the ultimate like heartbreak when you can't like fix your child. But mm-hmm. so from, you know, a husband or wife perspective, especially your perspective, like what could you share? I, I would say, yeah, just, uh, you know, you have to really recognize that, uh, you're the support of, uh, you know, and you you've got to be the support, the, 
um, the beacon, sort of the, the set of strength, if you will, kind of, I know it sounds very cliche and so forth, but you kind of have to, because there's no, there's, you know, there's no one else. There's no one supporting anybody. I mean, family, friends, everybody to a degree just wants the best for you. But then they also, while wanting the best for you, they kind of make you feel like shit for making these decisions based on yourself. So then it's like, they're sort of like, wow, what are you doing that for? And it's sort of like, what, do you, what am I doing this for? I mean, you know, so you're, you're the only person that's really going to understand what's going on. And if you, uh, support them like that, it'll be a lot easier for your, your significant other to get, uh, mm -hmm. to get better. Um, but also protect yourself a little bit, you know, um, as in, you know, uh, realize that it's a lot to go through. It's a lot to go to work all day and they come home and then have to deal with this and it's tough, you know, so, uh, you're not going to be any good to anybody or be able to support anybody if you don't sort of recognize that in yourself and, and whether that means you need to, uh, I don't know, like have a night out with the guys or, or do whatever it would be, uh, you know, uh, uh, get into some football pools or do, you know, just whatever you're interested in, just try and maintain a little bit of that, you know, and, and maybe a healthy drinking habit. I have no, no idea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and I know from my um, perspective, you know, having Craig working so hard you know for me and for us I mean it was hard for me at times because I did need to go to work and yeah but I also like am, I am like a that. I'm a worker I mean like I have a great I, I was raised of a work work ethic that is like you go and do and you support sure and I also had I actually a business that, that I couldn't just like of course let yeah, go you, had, of. you had more at stake than that but I also remember even those days you'd go and you had your little Shrek feet running and, and you're just you know blown out and just looking like hell there was still a sense of worthy purpose that when you went almost the movement yeah. is sort of like you know it's get it's my like, mind off of it it does it and, and i think just moving around and and so forth and also uh you know i think it was kind of cathartic from a standpoint of you know i mean we live in an area where it's you know very vain it's it's uh superficially well, driven to i mean my job and, as a hairstylist sure, was sure. to go but and I think make you people personally, look it was beautiful more about um, your own vanities, going in Safeway yeah. and walking around. Yes. Like you're a, going to the grocery you know, store like, was tough. Yeah, it was tough. People looking at you, staring at you, yeah. and, and so forth, and not looking at you and staring at you like they normally had, mm -hmm. um, looking at you from like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. And so I think th there was a little bit of that that I think, again, that was something that you learned a lot about yourself being out. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But also, you know, you know, Craig supporting me in the sense of like, making food for Cooper so that I could sit and feed him, read books with him. I mean, like, he got the best of me, I think, through that process because he was only, like, well, he spent a lot of three, time two years old, and he was with me on the couch. Mm -hmm. He had no idea. He still does, he doesn't know, you know. I mean, right. he won't remember those times, but I, you know, was able to because Craig and our daughter Maddie was here to give me food to give to him and you know that's when Maddie became she was a caregiver to me too at 13 years old she was that's when her habit of doing the the dishes after dinner because I was literally I sat at the dinner table you know basically hunched over you know freezing to death and barely eating and was like I can't I can't do anything else so mm -hmm. Um, you know, I just can't speak enough to all the people that, um, care, care for us, care yeah. for these people going through this process. I mean, there was and... everybody. I mean, there was, uh, 
you know, Devin coming yeah. over and helping out Our as well. Oldest, and, yeah. and, you know, sort of just being aware of what's going on and always supportive and Maddie doing her thing mm-hmm. and on the daily more because she was here daily and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and supporting Cooper and, uh, and, and my clientele in oh, my hair salon, I mean, salon, everybody at the salon yeah. and, uh, we still you know, talk about it. Just right. like clients were like, are you sure? Are you sure yeah, you how, can do how, this? You know, how supportive Kent was with, yeah. with, uh, yeah, you know, my property you manager your, was amazing. Uh, was, that mm-hmm. was amazing. And then, uh, you know, people on GoFundMe and just yeah. the community, it was, it was, it was pretty amazing, but it was also kind of, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, it was humbling, yeah. and it was. But uh, if you have people that are not supporting you, then in it's same as in life, you cut them, cut them out because oh, you gotta, yeah, like you got to have the most positive, yeah. supportive, loving, as understanding as people can be when they don't understand what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And um, I know sometimes it's difficult because I talk to people all the time that have family members that don't get it. They'll still continue to use steroids themselves, which yeah. that's... Well, because they're one of the people that isn't showing up on their skin. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. we'd all quit smoking if yeah. we had black lung all yeah. over our face, too. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 this idea that, well, I can't yeah. see it, so it's not happening. I mean, they're finally saying smoking's bad for your health. I mean, they've been saying that for a while. But, you know, it's what we want is uh, you don't need to use... If you have a rash, like I get rashes now. My kids get rashes. Uh, I don't put anything toxic on my skin anymore well you started you know yours was was contact dermatitis yeah yeah and then you used from there and then it spiraled out of control from there and you never really had eczema yeah you know so it was it was sort of again this whole thing but you know certain things look alike right you know stress from a car accident can be the same as the stress from a relationship but it's all stress but Mm -hmm. it's root cause is different so people you know tend to think yeah. You know, oh, oh, that's no big deal. And this one, well, stress is stress, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, I think it's good. It's uh, good now, though. I mean, we're we're plugging through it. I think there's always just a, an element of uh, a, a healthy reminder to, um, you know, uh, stay humble and uh, yeah. keep keep uh, pushing forward with. Uh, with well, everything. and live your life like that. I mean, I think we always, we were living our lives, but doing some, like doing that for me, just looking back for me, putting steroids on and going to the doctor and always needing an answer from that way, it's just not the way I live my life anymore. And I mean, if you've seen us at all, you know, or me on social media, we're in the sun all summer long and we've enjoyed the summer and the sun has actually been really good for my skin. Um, I've worn sunblock, but not excessively. And, and when we get out of the yeah, sun, I've, yeah, we're not in you know, the we sun. Sit, we, we, we sit in the sun, and yeah, then we, and then we get yeah. out of the sun because it's like, yeah. But don't be afraid of that. You know, be be open. Well, you as know. long as you're, yeah, to the point where you're yeah. healed. And so, yeah. I mean, I think everybody mm-hmm. is going to be at different stages in yeah. this. So, um, some people aren't even going to want to hear about going out in the no, sun. They're no, gonna, like they're still no. at stage yeah. stage one, and yeah. those people just need to, um, yeah, just. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you'll be good just keep yeah. just keep stay the course it, it it seems like a long time but it's you know you just got to stay the course because it's a lifetime of freedom yeah. versus sort of being handcuffed by this yeah. need and if you are someone that is you know beyond six years um and you're still struggling with your skin you know i just encourage you to just find you know anything in your daily life or with a person that's going to understand what you've been through and you know find some joy and laugh and drink you know have things that 
you know, I see that in the community a lot. Like people just get beyond six years and they have mm-hmm. to, you have to start living your life again. You do. But, but, but I think also too, is sometimes you have to be just very honest with yourself mm-hmm. and some people don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you know, there, there's a time you're going to have to give up. Like if you want to give, you want to heal, you're going to have to give up alcohol. Yeah. I mean, that's Which just the I way did. it is. Yeah. yeah. You did for you. I mean, years. I gave up, a, so, I gave up a lot of stuff. And, and if you don't want to do that, that's okay. But don't pretend that you're, you know, that you can't believe that you're not healed. It's like, there's things that you're just going to Yeah, have I mean, there are really, some people that aren't doing those things, but Sure, sure, yeah, sure. But I bet yeah. you if they talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could line up their lifestyle and tell me their daily diet and their yeah. daily exercise yeah. routine, their daily dailies, and I'll yeah. give them five things they could change well, which right is, away. Yeah. Because it's just, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to mince words and I'm not yeah. going to try and worry about your feelings because right. the feelings don't care about the truth. And the truth is, if you want to get better, you're going to have to just yeah. do certain things. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's it's no different than me. Yeah. You know, I, so I, you can see what our relationship is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's I, all good. It's, it's all, all it's good. all comes, it mm-hmm. all comes from a good place. I just want to make sure that, you know, people realize that, um, you know, Lacey got better because she is hardcore and she decided to do whatever needed to be done. And for even, me. If, even if it, yeah, for you, yeah. absolutely. But that's, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. You did whatever you needed to yeah. do and there's no ways around it. Mm-hmm. Hard work trumps everything else. And I don't care what anybody says, yeah. uh, you can you can have this or that, but I'll tell you, you need to make sure that you're just being really honest yeah. with yourself. And if you quit something for six months, if, if I told you, if you quit that for six months, you'd have a tremendous change in your health. Would you do it? Would you do it? Mm-hmm. And nine well, times yeah. out of 10, everybody would, but it's hard to commit to that. It's even if you're not sick and you quit alcohol for six months, there's a huge dramatic change in your physical uh, well-being, like with the weight, your skin, and everything like that. So it's, yeah, well, when you're going through something like this, that's even more. I mean, I know that that wine at the end of the day is comforting. I get that. But you got to yeah. pain and pleasure it. Is it worth yeah. the, you know, the, the dragging out of this, you know? So that's all. But Well, and that so. speaks to what I always talk about is, you know, self-love and loving yourself first. Like, this is the ultimate you know, love for yourself. And when you want to change something, then you will. But, uh, yeah, encourage you, uh, if there's any, uh, husbands out there that are still sort of like, they don't know, reach out to, uh, Lacey and, uh, I have no problem. Uh, yeah, we can do, yeah, we can do a zoom call. We can, you know, send any questions and, but yeah, so now we've gone almost 45 minutes, which is, you know, what is typical this for us talking? the longest conversation we've ever had. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hopefully you guys got something good out of this or just a laugh here and there, which, you know, is great, too. But I really appreciate um, my man offering to do this. He's been saying he wanted to do this with me for a long time. So we had a day, and we made it through. So, all righty. Thanks. Bye. So that wraps up another episode. I am so grateful that you took the time to listen and I hope that you learned something and that you have more knowledge about topical steroid withdrawal and we can spread awareness together. If you'd like to contact me, please don't hesitate to reach out via Instagram or my email. I will leave it in the show notes. Um, But you can always find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lacey Huff. Thank you so much.